Hey, welcome to another episode of the Big Red Dram. I'm your humble host, Jason Langer. As always, thank you for tuning in. Uh, sorry it was a few days late. Well, hell, I'm sh- I've been so erratic this year, it's not even funny. So just, just uh, you know, just normal these days. Um, and I was thinking about what I was going to do uh, for this week's podcast um, in between baseball and everything else that I had going on. And um, I kept seeing the, uh, what is it, the, the uh, Monsters of Pete truck that's driving around the West Coast right now, I think it is. Um. Yeah, the, oh, sorry, Monsters of Smoke tour is happening here in North America currently. Um, I think they're on the West Coast at the moment. I know the Scotstress and a few others have uh, run into them running around uh, the United States lately, and it kind of got me thinking about um, our big scorch because I had grabbed the bottle. I took a I took a nip of it, tried it. And then put it in the cabinet and really haven't looked at it since. <laughs> um, my scotch isn't my scotch in general. I haven't really touched much other than the compass box recently. Um, for I don't know whatever reason, it's really been kind of a all hands on bourbon couple of months now. With between getting barrel picks, uh, in working on some barrel picks, helping Malloy's pick out some barrel picks, uh, just working those relationships and. Um, actually had burger social group uh reach out to me today uh which was very exciting i must add because i've been wanting to do something with them when i first started this club the wheat and whiskey club i had burger social the entire conglomerate really burger local burger social maize and mash and um, barrel and rye um part of bourbon belly hospitality kind of in mind because it was like i would love to do something burger social because we love my family loves burger social um, to eat at, we always go there. Um, and oh man, they just have such a great bourbon selection at at the three of their main stores: Barrel and Rye, Mason, uh, yeah, Mason Mash, and Burger Social. They all have some serious whiskey. Um, Burger Local's more of a um, craft beer place, but that's why Barrel and Rye's right down the street from them. So uh, they make more than make up for it, but. They actually reached out to me today about putting something together, and I'm really excited about it because, um, as luck would have it, the last two major individuals that I wanted to talk to, Malloy's and now um, the Bourbon Belly Group, sorry, Bourbon Belly Hospitality, those four key restaurants that we go to quite a bit, um, have, have reached out to me. So that's really humbling, A, very awesome, B, and really really awesome to see so i'm really excited about that so hopefully we can get something together because i love again if you read the webpage uh, for the wheatandwhiskeyclub.com um we really want to be involved in the community and of course we started during a pandemic and things aren't still quite 100 percent. so it's nice to kind of finally take those steps forward we had a really great turnout last weekend for the barrel release that Sauterne finish that we did with Malloy's and the Fox Valley Whiskey Society had a great turnout. A lot of people came to try the different barrel offerings that they had, uh, as well as the Sauterne finish and pick up some bottles. And it turned out to be a really good um, get together. I was only able to stay for an hour. It'd have been fun to stay there all day for the four, three hours that they were there from two to five. But um, it was a good turnout. And uh, Steve said it was heavy all day. So that's what matters. We're helping the community one dram at a time basically so one business at a time so i'm really excited about that anyway back to ardbeg um 
but yeah, I had it's been all it's been all hands on deck with bourbon. So I've been between the barrel pick and we've got our Remus pick that we did way back when. Um, and then we've got the Ezra pick coming up. So the Remus is actually, I think on its way or about to be delivered. It should be in the next couple of weeks. Um, so we've got to start collecting for that. And then the Ezra, we haven't gotten a release date yet. A bottling time on that yet, but I got an, an eye on one of the luxury barrels and I, there may be a change coming in my front room. <laughs> it looks really cool. And I'm not sure if the whiskey, of the bourbon whiskey library had the plaque. There was a um, rebel cask strength plaque on that barrel or something. Um, I'm not sure if that was just a gift to him. I should have asked before I did this podcast, but if that's how it comes after you do a pick, then that might be my new barrel in my, in my, in my front room. And I might uh, sell or trade off my Traverse city barrel um, as a replacement. Cause the luxury barrels are cool. And I really, um, am a fan of everything that Lux Co is doing and uh, would love to, I might actually keep that one for myself. So I'm not sure yet. I have the jury still out on that one. But anyway, it's been about a lot of barrel. I'm sorry. A lot of bourbon barrel picks going on right now. We just did one with Charleston. That's a split pick between me and Malloy's. And that one is going to be special because no one's really heard of Charleston and uh, they're about to. And I think this is going to be a safer bet than those that were timid with the rye three pick. Um, this one is delicious and it just noses all day long and it's it's an easy sipper and it's got a lot of fun things going on for it. And I think it's going to be a hit. Um, but those are where the mindset's been and I haven't really been um, focusing on scotch so I'm not to get to pull it back in and get onto the topic at hand. Um, the Yard Big Scorch. I did. I had a nip of it. Um, gosh, when I first bought it, which I think it came out in the spring. And, uh, just after I bought it from Benny's, Steve had gotten himself a bottle and I think someone finally picked it up cause it, I noticed it was gone. It sat there for about a month, no longer than that. And it sat there for a little bit and then it finally got picked up. Um, but the limited edition again, you know, they have the, the fun thing with our bag is it's once, I think it's once a year. They have the committee release right before facial and then the committee release will come out. May-ish, and then shortly after the committee release, the limited edition comes out, which is basically just a cut version of the committee release. The committee release comes at cask strength or at a higher proof. For argument's sake, we'll just say it's at a higher proof, the committee release, and it comes unboxed, which some people don't like. Um, and then the Scorch will come out, the limited edition release, which will be closer to the 46% that they typically do. I... I'm still on the fence with some of those. You know, I don't, I don't hate the, hate's not the right, I don't even know why I said hate. I, I don't like the $40 premium that you get for the committee release versus the limited edition. And they're all going up. I mean, the limited editions used to be a hundred bucks and now they're 120 uh, for a point there. They were 110. Um, they keep kind of climbing the ladder, which is unfortunate. Um, and I think the last, I think the Scorch Committee release was like almost $200. Uh, no, the Ardbeg was almost $200. The Scorch, I think, was closer to 170 But still, I mean, it's, come on, this isn't rarefied air stuff. I don't think that they're putting, I mean, yeah, it may be, I don't know. I don't understand the high premiums. I don't get it, other than the fact that it's popular. But it's almost like a secondary price, which is kind of just, they're starting to get too big for their britches, in my re opinion, um, and yet people are buying them. So I don't know. 
I bought this one. So Scorch, um, I will probably still buy the limited editions for a little while longer. But if they keep climbing in price and get start pushing two hundred bucks just for the limited edition, it's gonna be wee beastie on Anoa and Ugadol for me for the rest of my life because it's gonna be hard to get uh, these limited editions um, consistently just because of, of just pure economics. But anyway, enough of my complaining. Because either way, I love Hardbag, and it's it's hard to it's hard to turn my back on them. They're one of the few that I'll do this for because I just I love Hardbag. So, um, so Scorch, limited edition. As I'm complaining, uh, on the label from the shadowy depths of Dunnage Warehouse Three comes a single malt of fantastical proportions, matured in our most heavily charred casks. Toasted cloves and wisps of sweet peat smoke interlaced with thick clouds of briar wood and sage. Discover the layers of flavor in this fire-breathing beast of a dram. Yes. Oh, I'd make scotch. Where have you been, my life? I don't know. Whatever. It's, oh, you know, it's supposed to be a smoky dram. And uh, last time I checked, pretty much anything from our big is smoky. So, higher char. I mean, yeah, right off the nose, it's poof. It's it's peat smoke. Probably will compete with the Laphroaig 10 right out of the nose with this with that punch of peat. But there is a nice underlying fruity tone that is that is. Um, layered deliciously underneath the smoke that uh, just sweetens the nose all all around and gives it just such a delectable little hint of sweetness that makes sitting by the fire with this glass something that I would enjoy doing for a long period of time and just nosing it. Which segue, the Charleston pick that we got going coming was the same thing in a sense. It's just, it's something that is simplistic, not to spoil it, but it's, it's, a, it's a wonderfully simple complex. It has a simple complexity to it. If that makes sense, where you just can nose it for a long period of time and continue to pick out little things. The layers of, of the Charleston barrel pick that we did is just, it's very good for a bourbon. Not quite the depth that this has. Where now I'm getting some mint, a little bit of a seaweed. That's just a signature part of something coming off of Isla. Oh, but it's just—it's not high in ethanol. It doesn't burn your your sinus. It's just—it just is. And it is in such a way that it just brings a smile to my face. It really does. I, I For me, Ardbeg is, again, one of those, much like Lefroy, I think I mentioned this last week or last podcast. It There are whiskeys that you just know. That's a Lefroy. That's a Lagavulin. Scotches especially. Let's just focus on Scotches. That's, let's focus on Islas, which I, air quote, know the most about, drink the most of. How about that? I know that's a Bunahaven. I know that's a Lafroig. I know that's a Lagavulin. I know that's an Ardbeg. I can kind of pick out a Kalila. I was talking about that on the um, uh, Compass Box episode. And you kind of know if you've if you've drank enough of them. I have 
10 or 11 Ardbegs now, I think, and uh, have seven or eight Lafroigs. I've had others. Um, they've just come and gone. Um, I have a few Lagavulins downstairs. I have, you know, I have enough of them, of quite a few Bunahavans to kind of get, you can get that underlying note. Let me just land the plane. You can smell Ardbeg in here. And then it's just, it's just, it's delicious. It, it's, it's almost a marmalade, orangey jam. Ah, getting a little bit of sugar now. Just these cotton candy icing notes. Ah, it, it's the more I smell it, the better things come, the more things come into play. <laughs> on the palate signature Ardbeg heavy in the smoke iodine peat punch you in the mouth just almost a little bit of a bitterness to it right off the top and as it mellows out as it's gone down it kind of gives way to these savory delectable notes almost a barbecue pork um, no that might be um, not pork. Why can't I think of it? Brisket. Ah, brisket. It's almost a, a barbecue brisket um, note. And then it kind of just gives way to that seaweedy, briny, uh, dark chocolatey kind of a thing. But it finishes slow. Um, but it's not hot. Uh, it has got a nice finish to it. It's got a little bit of heat, but it is definitely a, you can definitely taste charred oak, charred wood in this. It's, it's got some char to it, uh, but not in an offensive manner. It's actually really good. I really enjoy, um, really enjoy the palate on this one. <sighs> it is just a signature art bag through and through with a nice pleasantness to it. Um, it's not for the timid, not for the faint of heart. If you're not a big smoky Isla person, um, I suggest working your way into this cause it's really kind of got a little bit of a punch of iodine and, um, and peat smoke, a subtler version of Lefroy 10, if you're familiar. Um, but the nice thing about this, unlike Lefroy 10, it doesn't hijack your palate and that's all I'm tasting after I'm done with it right now. I'm still breathing a little bit of a char smoke. But uh, overall, it's very delicious. I really enjoy this dram. As I have. I think, honestly, I've collected for the last six or seven years now most of the limited editions, despite the fact that their price points keep going up. The only one I don't have is drum. Right? Yeah. I got... No. I have to look. Yeah, Drum. Dark Cove. Let's see. Let me go up the list here. Yeah, Dark Cove, Kelpie, Grooves. Grooves is weird with for me. Black and Scorch. Five? And then I've got the Supernova Committee release, which is in there. Kidalton, which is a limited edition. Uh, limited release. Kiddleton. Kiddleton, however you want to pronounce that. 
I didn't get any 20-somethings because they want like $9,000 for them. The Yardbag 25 is the same boat. But uh, And I've tried the Yardbag. My friend Sean has got a couple of the Yardbags, and I've tried it. I actually do like that one. Um, so Drum's been the only one that's that was too much pineapple or something weird was going on with that one. And Grooves, I still... I need to do an episode on grooves just so I can revisit it because I've learned my lesson with other whiskeys to not get too crazy about not liking them. But drum was my least, or sorry, grooves was my least favorite of the ones I have and drum. I didn't like enough to buy it. So whatever. But for the most part, what is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, six out of seven ain't bad. (laughs) Or in my case, owning-wise, five out of six isn't bad. Um, but yeah, you can just nose this thing forever. But it's actually really good. Scoring-wise, uh, it's an Ardbeg. It hits all my buttons. It pushes it pushes all the buttons, hits all the fine points that I like. It's an 89 for me. It's not quite net 90 status, but it's very, very good. Um, it doesn't blow my socks off. It's a little mellow in terms of Ardbegness for me. Um, I like higher proof punch, but some of them like the Kelpie is well, the Kelpie's mellow. Black was kind of the black kind of hit harder than the proof. Um, dark cove hits a little harder than the proof. Uh, so I do like those over this one, but this is a delicious, delicious bottle. Don't get me wrong. Anyway. So that's it for today. Uh, I appreciate listening as always. Um, looking forward to next week. Um, have a finally have a meeting with some of the members and uh, gonna have you know have a few uh, have a few sips of some uh, special bottles so looking forward to that so anyway have a fantastic weekend and whatever it is you're out there doing I hope you're enjoying whiskey one dram at a time 